0: in today's show i'm looking ahead to saturday in the nba michael bolton's here thanks josh it's michael bolton here and it's time for another episode of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast let's get to it let's get to it indeed you are locked on fantasy basketball your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the locked on podcast network Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore b and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's take a look ahead to the games on Saturday. First game, Knicks and Thunder. Derek Rose is out. Might not be uh, having Alfred Payton play either. Payton is questionable without hamstring issues. So we're going to get Frank Nilakina start again over Emmanuel quickly, probably. Uh, Quickly, we'll still get a pretty big chunk of the action for the Knicks in that case. But we want to see, A, what happens if Payton plays and what his role looks like. And B, what happens if Payton is out. I also want to watch RJ Barrett because he has been playing better. He still lacks overall panache, which is a funny word. But for Category Leagues, he still lacks in areas. and He has these wild, poor shooting nights. And he's been shooting much better lately, for sure. But he still is not this guaranteed must-ros, you know, top 100 sort of bloke. He is a guy, though, who his scoring is really useful. So let's see how he looks. Can he continue his improvement? For the Thunder, Alexei Pokushevsky. He's going to get another start, would be my guess. No uh, Darius Basley, Shea Gildas Alexander's out as well. Let's see if Poku can do what he did last game which was really, really good. So I'm excited to see Shevsky out there. I'm also wanting to see the Salt Flake, Theo Maladon. Um, he was really good last game as well. No Shea, so he's probably going to get some more usage. I don't know who they're going to start. Maybe they just traded for McKay Luke, sending away MC Hamadou Diallo. I doubt Luke is going to be ready to play in this game. So they're going to have some decisions to make. There's no... Well, there's Dort, but is Ty Jerome going to have to get big minutes? Melodon's going to have to carry a p- pretty large load here. So him, yeah, Pokiszewski, we're going to see a Dort usage go up. We're going to see Horford. You're going to see maybe big Moses Brown. There's going to be some interesting things to go on and see with this Thunder. I could have named a million guys. Well, not a million, because I don't have that many on their roster. I could have named quite a few guys that I'm interested to see here for the Thunder. Next up, the Pistons and the Nets. DeLon Wright, low minutes in his first game back. Um, How do they utilize him and Dennis Smith Jr.? Well, actually, Smith is not even playing in this game. Smith is out for COVID protocols. So how do they utilize De'Lon Wright and Saban Lee in this game? As I just mentioned, the Pistons traded for Hamadou Diallo. Now, he won't play in this game. He's dealing with a groin injury. So De'Lon, second game back, he's going to have to push into some decent minutes unless they want Saban Lee playing quite a bit. Um, What does that mean for Josh Jackson as well? And then I also want to check on Isaiah Stewart who is playing well cutting into some of Mason Plumley's minutes let's watch to see how that combination looks is it again 18 to 30 or is it 22 26 or is it 24 24 we want to watch the progression and how much he actually plays alongside Mason Plumley for the nets Bruce Brown Jr the shark up against his old team Baby shark, do, 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 do. No Durant still, um, no Blake Griffin still, who would have been against his former team. Brown struggled last game. I don't believe he's a must-roster 12-team league guy. So much of his value is tied into this really high field goal percentage, and his opportunities are going to dip as the season goes on. And I also want to watch for DeAndre Jordan. I I think he struggles with Claxton, with Jeff Green around, and eventually Griffin and Durant coming back. And I don't think that he's going to remain a must-roster player. But let's see. He was having some decent performances before the break. That was with a few guys injured, though. So let's see what DeAndre is able to perform or what level he's able to perform at in this one. The Raptors and the Hornets, no Ananobi, no Van Vliet, no Siakam. They likely will be out until next week, it appears. So it's another big, big opportunity for Storm and Norman Powell. The sell-high resume continues. I know plenty of you disagree, and you think that I'm hating Norm Powell. Man, you're such a hater. You don't believe in him. I, I just don't think that he's going to be a 37-minute-a-night guy who scores 30 points per game. That, that's all it is, and it's not being a hater. I like Norm Powell. You can go scroll back through the old shows that I did three four years ago when I said, you know what? I, I can see the Raptors getting rid of DeMar DeRozan because they think Norm Powell can replace him. That is, I said that I think in his rookie season. I said, I reckon Powell might actually be a better fit with this team than DeRozan. Now, you can argue whether that's true or not. But to say that I'm a Norm Powell hater is ridiculous. It's just trying to look at his um, look at his positioning and you know if he's over over exceeding his uh, talent. Chris Boucher, the wiki, another big game coming up for him would be my guess against this Hornets team. I'd expect an absolute monster from Boucher with everyone out. Baines is going to get more minutes, but Boucher is the guy to watch for the Hornets. PJ Washington Jr., who is playing at a really really high level at the moment. Um, he is streaky as shit. So last game was good. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if this is a stinker from Paul, but I love what he's been doing. And then second game back for Devontae Graham. He had six assists, which is really strong, but what do his minutes look like? How long will it take him to ramp up? Is he ramping up? Is he going to get 30 minutes or 24 minutes? What does that mean for Malik Monk, Cody Martin, Caleb Martin, those sort of players as well? Next game, Bucks Wizards. Drew Holiday Back starting, we didn't get to see him at full tilt against the Knicks because they smashed them by about 40 Let's see what Holiday can provide, and also his teammate Bob Portis, Punch Bob, who has been pretty poor the last couple of games. Are we going to get early season Portis? Are we going to get entire career Portis? That's the thing to watch with the Bucks, because Portis is absolutely rapidly trending towards a drop. For the Wizards, it is a back-to-back for them. I assume Russell Westbrook will play, but we don't know that for sure. And I want to watch Russ, because the key to his value is getting the steals up and improving that field goal percentage by taking fewer threes. Can he continue on that trend? Well, Mo Wagner. Wagner is a guy that is the best fantasy producer out of him, Len, and Lopez. It's all, though, about him getting the minutes that he needs to get. Um... Yeah, he's again struggled to get those minutes against the Sixers, despite putting up a really good line. Uh, he had four steals and a block in the yeah, limited time in that game. So I'd like to see him do more, but I'm really not trusting Scott Brooks to uh, to come to the party. Next game, Kings and the Hawks. Bud Heald has been playing at a higher level lately. Can Heald continue that? Can those assists continue for Heald? He has been really stepping it up after a strong, or sorry, the opposite of strong, a piss-poor start to the season. And then Rashawn Holmes. With Hassan Whiteside out, Holmes is playing the minutes that he should. 32 minutes a night, not that it's really to do with Whiteside, side, but he would play like you know, 29, 28 instead of the 32, 33. He's really rolling at the moment and showing his talent. And I want to pay attention to John Collins. What does Nate McMillan think of John Collins? Because there's been factors, you know, blowouts or foul trouble that's keeping him at like 27, 28 minutes. If he doesn't have foul trouble, will we get 33 minutes of John Collins or will we continue to get 27, 28 minutes? And then tied into that, the Italian cock didn't like Hands off my cock! <laughs> Ka- um... Yeah, he was really good last game and he's had a couple of really strong performances. I'm not adding him in 12 team leagues, but I'd like to see how McMillan deploys him here and what that means for Gallinari and his future. The Blazers and the Wolves. Gaz Trent Jr. Nice, Gary! Hasn't really been very nice of late. I don't think he's a must hold 12 team league guy. Because he's, well, look at his numbers recently. I think he's outside the top 150 over the last month. He does nothing apart from score. And even then, that's inefficient. But if you need points, it is he is useful. And he's going to continue to to have those big minutes until CJ returns. And then Derek Jones Jr. we want to watch as well to bring those defensive numbers with high field goal percentage. And not a lot else. But, yeah, you know, that can still be of use. For the Wolves, Jalen Noel and Jaden McDaniels both shot unbelievably against the Pelicans. I don't expect 80% field goals from either of these guys, but the opportunity should be there for both of them. And really, I want to watch the minutes. Does McDaniels play 20 minutes or 27 minutes? Does Noel play 18 minutes or 27 minutes? 27 minutes for Jalen Noel is 14 teams. 27 minutes for Jaden McDaniels is 12 teams. So let's see how those guys look in this one. Next one is the Pacers and the Suns. The thing we want to watch for almost out of everybody is Karis Levert. He's returning. How many minutes does he play? What is his role? Do they start him? Do they start him over Doug McDermott over Justin Holiday? What does that mean for guys like T.J. McConnell and his role with Levert returning and how that is going to ramp up over the coming days? So this Levert return is absolutely massive. Um, yeah, just to get him on the court is a huge, huge win for him. You know, given what he's been through, and let's see how he looks out there. While for Phoenix, um, Jay Crowder, will they go to the nonsense that is Frank Kaminsky? Almost definitely against the Suns, sorry, against the Pacers with their big front court, and then Kaminsky will go out there and play 12 minutes and be dreadful as he is every game. And Crowder will step up and either have a terrible game or a solid game, and yeah, he's a stream option only, really. And then De'Aaron Aiton, who, let's be honest, has been terrible. He's being outplayed by Dario Saric at centre. Aiton's minutes are coming down. He's going to have to play big here against Turner and Sabonis, and I really worry about where he sits for the rest of this season. I am uh, really worried about what's going on with him. The Mavericks and the Nuggets, Maxi Kleber. I think he's a 12-team ad. He's producing like a 12-team ad. Let's see what he does. This game will likely have Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis back, but Kleber still is going to be in a similar role. While Jalen Brunson should continue his you know, fringe 12-team-like performances, eh, despite Luka returning. For the Nuggets, it is a back-to-back for them. The headmaster, Jamal Murray. He had his struggles, I think that's fair to say, on Friday, um, and talked about him as a um, as a sell-high guy, and at the time of me recording this, uh, he shot 7% against the Grizzlies, because I banged on about, he's not going to continue to be a 65% two-point guy and 50% three-point guy, I didn't expect it to swing this quickly and this, uh, this uh, regressively, but... Here it is. So let's see if Murray bounces back. While well, Maga Porter Jr., big game from Maga, started over Paul Millsap. Now, there's still no Jermichael Green, but Millsap played um, just 22 minutes while Porter played 35. That's super encouraging for his rest of season value. Now, I'm not sure I fully trust Mickey Malone, but that's really encouraging. So let's see how that goes in this game against Dallas. Stream options. We're looking at Pokyashvili. We're looking at Stan Johnson in Toronto as maybe he's been pretty good as a starter. Cody Zeller for Charlotte. DeAndre Bembry in Toronto and Teo Maladon of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, for points leagues, it's Pokyashvili, Cody Zeller, Maladon, Derek Jones Jr. and DeAndre Bembry. Guys, subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment below. Hit the notification bell, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.